hello and welcome to the dark side with Brianna and Miranda. <laughs> yes, we did plan that, by the way. We've done that a lot of times. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Yes, and just so we're also clear, I am Marinda, she is Brianna. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just singing each other's things. names, not our own. That would be weird. True. <laughs> well. Let's get into it. I just want to be clear. <laughs> yes, let's. Okay. Okay. How did you become a witch? What? Okay, how did you become a witch? And then also, when did you know you were a witch? And then I'll answer that. <laughs> Oh boy, that's that's long. So, uh, it actually started when I was a kid, and this girl was just like, "I can tell if you're a witch or a genie by looking at the back of your tongue." <laughs> and she and this other girl we were friends with were always genies, and I was always the witch. So. After a while, I was just like, fuck it, I'm a witch, and I'm going to go cook in my little kitchen. You genies will be lucky if you're invited. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone if you're going to pull this shit. Well, I couldn't think that far. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had the mouth of a sailor, but I couldn't think of the words back yeah. then. And uh, I tried a couple of spells in, as young as elementary school, but it was like geared toward Catholicism and incorporating God and all of that. And of course they bombed horribly. And then uh, I went to private Catholic school and just, I was very much a loner. I felt very alone. I didn't have any friends. And was just like miserable because I was also very Catholic. I turned real hard towards Catholicism and was just like, this is not working and it's making me more miserable, more upset than I already am. And I feel like I'm a hypocrite. I'm judging all of these people really hard for like cussing in front of one of the brothers and I'm over here with my potty mouth what that I just said that I have <laughs> and and cussing up a storm in my head because that's who I am as a person and it, like I said I was just miserable and I was just like well I feel like there's something out there and around that time, um, I was also reading a lot, and I was reading a lot of young adult fiction, of course. And I found my favorite book series that I'm actually rereading again for like the third or fourth or 19th at this point time, Sweep. And the main character in that is Wiccan, and she finds out she's a blood witch, which means something different in the novels. <laughs> And, uh, it means that she's, like, a genetic witch, so she's, like, she by finds blood. that out mm -hmm. by blood, exactly. She's a genetic by blood witch. And I don't want to say too much more about that series because it is amazing. It is hard to put down. 
Um, I love it to pieces. Like I said, I'm reading it for the umpteenth time. And I was just like, okay, well, let me try Wicca then. And that's when I tried some spells here and there. They made me happier. A lot of things just shifted for the better. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to initiate myself as a witch. And on Imbolc, wow, 2002, I was just like, initiation. Yeah. And Imbolc, 2003 so it's been 20 years now wow <laughs> of witchcraft and wicca uh, uh i was just like yay i'm initiated woohoo <laughs> yay me i can't share this with anybody <laughs> but uh, yay me i studied for a year and hit it and hit it well right. i think maybe so and I've been wondering about you, like, I know my story, but I don't know that you've talked about how you got turned onto Wicca or so, witchcraft. I, I wrote down some similarities because I was like, oh my God, same <laughs> as you were talking about. <laughs> um, so I never felt really connected to the Catholic Church growing up. And I remember mm -hmm. there was this one time where every, it was like, uh, Good Friday and everybody's looking up the cross and crying and just sobbing they're on their knees and I looked up and I felt absolutely nothing <laughs> and I was like how old were you I was like a solid like five or six I was pretty young and I yeah <laughs> beautiful <laughs> I was definitely really young Excuse and me. I remember my mom was crying and I looked at her and then I like almost pictured myself in my mind's eye and I was like what's wrong with me? <laughs> and, so, and so I stayed in the Catholic Church until I was 18, really. And I really, um, like around like high school, middle school, I kind of dug into my faith a little deeper because right after that, right around like middle school, you get confirmed and you're supposed to be really serious Catholic. And mm -hmm. I leaned into my faith really heavy and I would pray for things and just nothing would happen or it wouldn't happen the way I wanted. And I have a yes. lot of like unintentional, I didn't know there were spells, but unintentional <coughs> manifestations and spells that just came about really wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so uh, Catholicism really wasn't it for me. It didn't bring me what I wanted. It didn't make me feel safe above anything. I don't know if you know about this, but like... The scapula, have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. So, of course, my, I have. I was, I was wondering. <laughs> so, my dad gave me a scapula because I was having nightmares and it didn't work. And so, like, none of the mm -hmm. Catholic stuff really worked for me. And <coughs> when I got to college, I left the Catholic church and stopped really going to church. And then I started dating this guy in my freshman year, and he was also kind of Catholic. But we, 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 like, tried to go to church service, like, once. <laughs> and, and it didn't work out. Because obviously, we didn't care enough about it to, like, do research about it. And um, by the time, like, I broke up with him, at the end of my freshman year, I wasn't calling myself Catholic anymore. Um, I would definitely call myself maybe agnostic during that time. Because mm -hmm. I just knew something was out there, but I knew it wasn't the white man floating in the sky. And so I was looking for something, I guess maybe I wasn't even really looking. I just knew that there was something out there 
and that Catholicism, Catholicism and Christianity wasn't for me. And more than anything, mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, my dad, he said that I was going to, he predicted that I would leave the church. And he said that I was going to leave the church and then become a born again Christian. And I was like, I'm not doing that shit. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, Please, no. Like, why would I do that? First of all, you've taught me from day one that I'm supposed to, that Catholicism is the only way to get into heaven. And so if I'm not going to, it's like all or nothing for me. Like, if I'm not going to get into mm-hmm. heaven, why would I even try to get into heaven other than going through the route that you've taught me is the only one true path like doesn't make Mm -hmm. sense so i really didn't get into magical witchy stuff until i started dating caleb in 2021 so it's been pretty recent and we moved in together and he had all these crystals and i was like explain this to me and then he kind of taught me a lot of stuff. But then I started, like, researching and watching videos of people who are witches, like Mint Fairy, um, Chaotic Witch Ant, uh, mm-hmm. Witch of Wonderlust. I watched all those people religiously. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like something was missing from their, from their videos, mm-hmm. from everything that they were doing. And I, I felt like the best way I could explain it was like I was interested in magic at that point and maybe I did like one or two like serious spells like I remember I did an anxiety spell and it was like it lasted hours and I felt so much better afterwards though Mm -hmm. and a lot of my spells weren't created by me they were like I was looking up spells online so I would would consider myself a witch during that time but compared to like what I do now that was just like baby witch (laughs) you know what I mean like it was just like (laughs) Like, like not self-care, because I really didn't incorporate that until recently. But just, um, like I said, like the anxiety spell, salt, onyx in the four corners of the house, stuff like that. And again, I mm-hmm. felt like there was just something that I wasn't grasping, because I still struggled to meditate and sit quietly with my thoughts. And I remember Caleb and I, we tried to meditate this one time. And uh, I just started crying, because at that point, my soul was still so entangled with my ex before Caleb that I was just like overwhelmed like he was in the room with me and like bothering Mm -hmm. me yeah and so like I just could not like I just started crying I could not sit quietly I could not sit still and then soon after like right around the time I was about to graduate I met Kristen and Kristen would really push me not into witchcraft but like i was already doing it but she like revealed to me like all the secrets that i was looking for like how why are my manifestations sometimes working why are why are spells sometimes working why am i not feeling empowered from my craft like stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah so and uh and uh brianna is talking about Kristen ramazana aka the underworld queen oh my god amazing what a queen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, okay. Yes. I had another question. Mm. Yes, ma'am. So. And I was going to ask, too. Well, how did I mean, you even meet Kristen then? Because oh my God, I don't know that we've talked about that either. Story. Okay, so I met Kristen because I was scrolling to Instagram. And at this point, I was seeing like, some <laughs> witchy stuff on my feed. But I wasn't, like, engulfed in it like I am now. I wasn't following, mm-hmm. like, a bunch of witchy 
accounts on Instagram. And Mm -hmm. I scrolled through this one post and it said something along, along the lines of, your current situation, your current reality is self-serving to you. And I was like, oh my God, mm. yes. And then Caleb and I, we made a whole YouTube video about it. <laughs> and then <laughs> after that, um, I saw that she has like these free calls and I was like, you know what, let me just hop on. And then I hopped on and then it really clicked, but I was like, this doesn't feel like the right time, blah, blah, blah. And then. I like one week before I graduated I was in this horrible car accident it was on the highway and I've been thinking about it a lot lately because it's it was in April it was like April 28th or something like that and so like it's anniversary is like slowly creeping up and so that accident really it killed the old Brianna I think in a lot of different ways like I don't even want to say I should have died because I did I was fine. I only had a concussion and one little scratch on my head, maybe some scratches on my arms and like my back. But I, again, I don't want to say I should have died, but a part of me really did die. Yeah. (laughs) And that that old Brianna isn't here anymore. And then after I graduated, I cut my hair and then I called Kristen again. And we decided that we should do Underworld Club. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then I did Underworld Club and then loved it, kept going. And now I'm still working with Kristen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so my question for you. Oh, wait, how did you meet Kristen? I met Kristen through uh, Nikki Colmoni, a.k.a. the Womb Witch. So <laughs> none of the guys that I dated were ever into Wicca. And I think that's why I want a witchy goth boyfriend (laughs) yes i'm putting that out hard into the universe um (laughs) real hard um anyway so uh after my most recent ex-boyfriend i was just like okay i want to quit drinking i want to exercise and get back into shape and it would be great if i could find something witchy that also helps with like not necessarily self-help because let's face it if it's if it has self-help labeled on it i will go in the other direction (laughs) i think chicken soup for the soul really did a number on me um i did try and fill out one of those books and after and i tried to do it honestly but after a while i was just like i can't help it here is sarcasm you're welcome (laughs) but uh I found uh, Hail Satan, which I liked a lot, and I need to get back to listening to that one because uh, I like the idea of Satanism and the uh, tenets that Satanism offers. But um, I also found Nikki Colmoni's uh, podcast called uh, Witchcraft and Wellness, mm-hmm. and Uh, At that point, I didn't have any social media. I had deleted Facebook, and I'd never had Instagram or TikTok. And um, I thought to myself, okay, if I ever do get Facebook and Instagram, I'm going to need to follow Nikki on Instagram for sure. Mm -hmm. So I would listen to her podcast, and I was just like, someday I'm going to work with her. Someday I'm going to work with her. And uh, sure enough... Um, fall of 2021 rolls around and I 
got on Facebook again and I got on Instagram for the first time and I was like, okay, there was something important I needed to do on Instagram. What was it? Oh yeah, I need to find Nikki Komoni. How do you spell her name again? Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me figure this out. Hold on. <laughs> um, and found her and followed her. And not long after I started following her, she was advertising for Womb Alchemy Academy, which mm. is now um, Womb Alchemy Sisterhood. And I was just like, this sounds so aligned. I'm going to drop the hearts, the little black hearts in here. Mm -hmm. And she responded to my message. And I, of course, fa first thing I did, I fucking fangirled and was like, <gasps> Nikki, you're actually talking to me. I found you on, my, on your <laughs> podcast. And oh, my God, I love you. And I was and then I like hid because I was like, oh, my God. She's never going to talk to me again. She's going to no. think I'm a fucking freak and fucking weird. <laughs> and oh my god. She's going to hate me and think that I'm like... Uh. No. But uh, we still work together here and there. She's not tired of me yet. <laughs> Thank goodness. Right. Um, so I reached out to her and we did our one-on-one -on -one and decided Womb Alchemy was right for me. And I um, did... January last year, uh, womb alchemy with her. And then she was pregnant with her son, Odin. The baby. So, yeah, the baby. And she'd already had the twins, obviously. And, um, she wasn't able to do the entity clearing herself that needed to be done before we could get very far into womb alchemy. So she had... Kristen do it for her and that is how I met Kristen is because I needed her to do my entity clearing and um I was just like wow okay and then I like I said I finished womb alchemy and I was just like talking with Nikki and she was like you know money magic might be for you which is another program that Kristen runs mm -hmm. so I was like I don't know she's not Nikki but I I did like her mm. and and the entity clearing i'm scared but i'll try it <laughs> so um and then not long after money magic she came out with underworld club mm -hmm. and that is how you and i met was yep. underworld club mm -hmm. so i was just like oh and now i'm like i don't know what i would do without Either. any of you right right either of them or you oh, missy or anybody in underworld club my big witchy sister my sister witchy big sister there we go <laughs> yep <laughs> my witchy little sister i'm little sis little witch sis yeah oh that's cute <laughs> I, I love it little witch sis <laughs> guess okay. what your new nickname is babe <laughs> <I love that>. <laughs> <laughs> okay so I, we've talked about our past. We've talked about how we got to where we are now. Um, mm -hmm. I would like for you to explain what kind of witch you are and what that looks like. <laughs> okay. So, I'm a death witch. Say it again and, louder. Loud uh, and proud. <laughs> okay. I'm a death witch. <laughs> And uh, what that looks like is uh, <laughs> sometimes I can tell when some someone or something is going to die. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's not always very specific and it's not always correct. Um, and sometimes it happens months in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other times it's just like, oh, whoops, same day. Yeah. Hmm. Awkward. Um, same day hasn't happened in a long time though. So, uh, knock on wood. But, uh, it's, uh, what I want it to be eventually someday is to, um, help people grieve, um, help people get through it. Um, I myself am currently grieving right now and, uh, found out the hard way that, uh, I really am craving horror and my gallows humor is just off the charts right now. So, um, (laughs) and you know, I mean, that's how I'm dealing with this specific death. Mm -hmm. Um, it kind of changes with every death and I changed with every death. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like a a rebirth, a rebirthing of itself. Mm -hmm. Like you were talking about with your car accident. I'm sorry, you were in a car accident, but, uh, that's kind of my regeneration is with, uh, and, uh, with this death right now, it's, um, I'm angry and I got angry first and that is a newer process to me. So I'm not sure how to navigate some of that because normally it's, I'm hurt, I'm sad, I'm crying, and that I'm used to. I'm not mm-hmm. used to the anger. Yeah. So that's that's a little bit newer. Mm. Um, and then I'm also a little bit clairvoyant, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, I read tarot. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So, yeah, a couple, couple things. Um, what kind of witch are you, and how are you navigating that, young lady? So I am a blood witch, and for me, that means a few things. First of all, I do blood magic only with myself, not like any other people's blood, <laughs> not like animal blood or anything like that. I'm vegan, to be clear, so I'm not and, animal blood. <laughs> and you and you do it like not only ethically sourced, but you also do symbolic mm. blood. Magic, correct? Okay. So the symbolic blood magic that I do. So I had this epiphany and it's funny because I was on the phone with Nikki and I figured (laughs) out that I was going to be Brianna the Blood Witch when I was on a Zoom call with Nikki. And then I was on the phone with Nikki and I just got this huge download that blood is life force energy and that Mm -hmm. if you are able to clear your life force energy, remove entities, stuff like that things that are weighing you down and eating at your vibration, then you can live a soul aligned life, right? And so I came up with this idea of blood shadow work. And blood Uh shadow work basically reunites you, your current soul with your ancestors. Um, There is a portion of blood shadow work that I've incorporated where you get into this blood pool and you like reunite with the blood of your ancestors. So um, kind of like Elizabeth Bathory sans the virgins. <laughs> I was thinking more like, what's it called? Oh my gosh. I almost said, you know that really old movie with the girl who gets pig's blood poured on her? 
<laughs> Carrie, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing that I thought was that really old movie, to be honest. If you could tell, there's, we're a little bit different in age, but it's okay. <laughs> hey, hey, 35 next week. Well, February 22nd. Mm-hmm. 35. Yeah. Stop making me sound much older. Okay. <laughs> Although my my defending the original Carrie probably made things sound a lot worse. Like you're so. in like your 50s. <laughs> Quiet, you. I'm joking. I'm 12, I'm 12 years older than Brianna, audience. It really hit me when you said, <laughs> what did you say? You said, yeah, I became a witch in 2002. And I was like, I was literally two. <laughs> And I'm over here like, yeah, I was 14, 15. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but back to, like, being a blood witch. Um, yes, so please. blood shadow work. I have done blood shadow work where people, like, in, like, the astral realm during their shadow work cut their hand and use the mm-hmm. blood as a seed for something. So mm-hmm. there is still that kind of, like, sacrifice that you would get from blood magic in the real world. But also, Mm -hmm. I really love the idea of the blood pool. And I remember the first time I did it, I tested it out with Caleb. And with the pool, I was like, it may be red, it may be a blue, it may be a different color. Because I was, like, hiding the fact that I was a blood witch. And I was trying to, like, shrink myself just in case he wasn't comfortable with, like, jumping into a pool It's a deep, dark red. Exactly. It's a deep, dark red. Exactly. Like, and so I was like, (laughs) I was like... This blood is a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, no. Sure. So like, we'll yeah. go with that. So, no. And it's very powerful. You get downloads. You get whispers of your gifts. There's, like, like because you're connecting with your ancestors in a very meaningful way that a lot of people have never done before. So mm-hmm. that's what blood shadow work, blood, being a blood witch looks for me. That's how it looks. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure there's going to be other things that'll pop up. I want to do some, like, menstrual stuff, too, because women bleed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But I haven't figured that out yet. Or people with uteruses. People with uteruses as well. Yeah. And so I would like to do something like that, but um, I don't have any ideas right now, so (laughs) we'll see when that pops up. Right. Right. Kind of the same. I mean... I think we both are able to kind of pave our own way because we're both kind of looking at new or newer, that's a mm-hmm. word, one word, <laughs> newer avenues of, of being a witch and mm-hmm. witchcraft. Like, yeah. I don't know that there's a lot of blood witches out there and I know there aren't a lot of death witches out there. I mean, there's death, there's some death doulas, but mm-hmm. I'm very much like, that's not what I am. I'm a death witch. And mm-hmm. I know that one of the things I do want to do down the road too, and you made me think of it when you were talking about being in the shadow and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I'm wanting to do is not just help people with um, their grief, but I'm wanting to also like incorporate different traditions and like help them move on if they need mm-hmm. to. Like, did you cover the mirrors when this person was dying in your house? Mm-hmm. Like, if you didn't, that's okay. We can figure that out. But their soul's probably trapped in that mirror now. Mm. So, 
um, and then just kind of be all-inclusive of not just that particular culture, but also to, like, mingle the different cultures and not necessarily superstitions, but traditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I hear you. And kind of bring those back a little bit and make it... Le- I, I'm wanting to also make it less taboo mm-hmm. to talk about death and grieving because death and, and blood... Mm-hmm. are both such big taboos and like I don't know what your reaction to being a blood witch was but when I was a heard it I was just like nope can't can't mm-hmm. cut myself mm-hmm. I was a cutter I cannot yeah. <laughs> not for a spell yeah. um but then uh there are other ways to get that not just symbolically but uh, on accident and yeah, right? um on on purpose once a month uh, <laughs> um, if we're being honest yeah and i definitely do want to break the taboos around like blood magic because like even my mom and this kind of brings into like our next topic even my mom was like what are you doing like are you doing blood magic are you doing sex magic and I was like, yeah. And she was like, that sounds satanic. And I was like, I literally have nothing to do with Satan, I promise you. <laughs> so, like, like Satan is not one of my spirit guides. He is not. I've never even, like, sensed a Satan. You know what I mean? Like, well, well, that's because there's no Satan in the craft. There's mm. no, there's no good or bad. It's all one big fat gray area. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, myself included, have a lot of, like, conditioning, especially because of Christianity and Catholicism, that things are either inherently good or they're inherently bad. Mm. And they needed a villain. Nikki talks about this all the time. They needed a villain. So that's where Lucifer came from. He got vilified really bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, we're finding texts now because the original text of the Bible was in Greek and then translated to, or it was, it was in so many different languages and got translated to Greek and then another language and then English. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's like we don't even know what the original texts really are even saying anymore yeah kind of a thing like a bible telephone (laughs) yes um, yeah so like it was very it was an interesting conversation to talk to my mom about Mm -hmm. like the darkest Mm -hmm. parts of my witchcraft at least the darkest parts right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're getting darker baby (laughs) but yay aka welcome to the dark side oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the dark side for real like yes and it was very for like a better word like isolating in a few ways because this is a huge part of what i do and what i believe in and Mm -hmm. having someone who tells me they love me like say that not only what i do is evil but like the epitome Mm -hmm. of evil and then that when i say no it's not evil oh, well, you hear it, and then hearing, well, 
you might be doing something evil or satanic and not even know it. Like, it was just a lot of emotions there because of the lack of support and the lack of even trying to understand this thing that Catholicism has taught her to be afraid of. Did you feel shamed? More than anything, I felt misunderstood. Not shamed, because I knew she, her, like, hate towards the devil, Satan, whatever, was coming from a place of, I want my kid to be safe, rather than, like, I hate my kid. Well, no, I'm wondering, so, do, how can I phrase this? Do you think she was trying to guilt and or shame you out of being witchy in a way yes but i don't think it was like conscious does that make sense yes perfect sense and why i'm asking is because (laughs) my psychologist and i talk about going shameless Mm. a lot and how shame and should which has the same root as shame so that's why i try not to use the word should Mm -hmm. um very much unless i have to but shame is very much a and guilt as well is very much apparent in in catholicism and christianity and it is used as a tool to get people to pretty much stay in line so that they don't get get disorderly, they don't stray, they feel the shame and the guilt of, oh, I'm not doing better. Yeah. I think some people are missing that a little bit, though, because as we've talked about in our private conversations, and I don't know how much you want to get into it now, but excuse me, people have a tendency to go into confession, confess all their sins, Mm -hmm. and think that they are immediately redeemed and forgiven, but then turn around and go and do the same exact thing. And it's like, and they, again, next week, go, Mm -hmm. confess, they think they're forgiven and going to be saved because they do their penance and all of that. And then they turn around and go and do the same thing. And it's just like you realize that you're supposed to change the behavior right because i was taught that i'm sorry like when you're going to confession number one it's saying i'm sorry and number Mm -hmm. two i'm sorry means i will never do that again Mm -hmm. and so if you are continuously going to confession doing Mm -hmm. the same shit that brought you to confession to Mm -hmm. me you're not sorry you're not changing you're not showing like exactly if if you believe in god and you have this idea that he's merciful why would Mm -hmm. he show you mercy if you keep doing the same dumb shit that's getting you in trouble (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yes does not make sense the mental gymnastics Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and and uh not to quote lex luther here and show you just how nerdy i am but uh (laughs) if you are all-knowing you cannot be all-powerful and if you are all-powerful you cannot be Mm all-knowing i love that because that's part of like i mean in my head hmm, there when i was a kid there was a few things that in my head that were just like didn't make sense to me like like really young like earliest age i can remember like two and a half three years old i remember 
reading or my mom was reading about God and I'd be listening and I'd be like, mm-hmm, okay, this does not compute in my head. And then I don't want to equate God to Santa Claus, but these concepts just didn't make sense in my head. Like, I remember Josh would get so excited, my older brother, he would get so excited about Santa Claus coming, and I was like, it literally does not compute. Like, how is this man delivering all this, all these presents to everyone in one night, and how does he know what we want, and blah, 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 like, you know what, and, and he lives in the North Pole? Okay. <laughs> that was, like, hey. too much for me. So, leave me alone here, but I... I love the concept of Santa no, Claus, I think it's okay? Cute. And I kind of still believe a little bit, even though I know he's not real. <laughs> no, but I, I see what you're saying. So for me... But then... Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. But then there's also a witch, uh-huh. apparently. Really? That goes around spanking th- spanking oh people. Yeah. <laughs> like, like... I was going to say, it's a kink. If they're bad. <laughs> She can see my face right now, so she she now knows about my spanking king. And now everybody else does, too. You, like, you, like, you, like, you just pray that she'll come. <laughs> she, I mean... With double on I said, come on. <laughs> exactly. You did. Honestly, I'm I'm more of a Krampus, gr- Krampus gal myself, but... Oh, my God, that tongue. <laughs> Oh, tongues. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. Here for, you are. Yes, you, you, dirty laundry's <laughs> out. But seriously, though, I I see what you're saying about the Santa Claus thing. For me, as a kid, it did not make sense. And for me, that mm-hmm. was what detached me from Santa Claus so soon. Like, if you were to have asked me when I was, like, two or three years old do you believe in Santa Claus? I would have said yes for the sole reason that I knew if I said no, I probably was not going to get fucking presents. Yes. <laughs> that was literally it. But if you mm-hmm. would have, like, been like, do you really believe? Are you sure you believe? Like, I would be like, hell no. This don't make sense. But <laughs> now that I'm older, I do see what you're saying because let's say all of these, my belief is that all of these mystical creatures, all of these beings, all of everything we know of and the things that we work with are more so for lack of a better word like concepts like abstract concepts that live within each of us right so in my now (coughs) world view i would say there probably is a santa claus and that energy of santa claus is transmuted through all the parents who are giving gifts you know what i mean so it's not Mm -hmm. this one man doing everything it's his energy being shared through the parents. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. The thing is, you're kind of talking about Christmas being a, like a feeling. Yeah. Kind of how people talk about the Christmas spirit being a feeling. And you see this in the Christmas Carol too, with Scrooge and being the embodiment of Christmas. Mm -hmm. Well, what people don't realize is that he carried that on and was the embodiment of Christmas for until the rest of his days. Mm-hmm. He gets such a bad rap because and gets well, you know, he gets equated with being Scrooge, but like mm-hmm. and people talk about being the embodiment of Christmas year round, but they that's another thing that they just don't do. Yeah. Yeah, it's I think it it's 
I don't want to say it's impossible to do. I think you can be caring and nice all like as much as the time as possible. But, but the thing there's is, duality. Not yeah. just that, but people will take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So and yeah, so that duality is needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Well, also, so are boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I used to be yep. so nice. <laughs> I was such a nice little Catholic girl. Same. And I don't want to say it was college that like made me not Catholic anymore because I, I was definitely questioning by the time I was like a solid 18. Mm-hmm. I was just like this doesn't make sense and oh my god I don't know if I told my mom this but I guess she's gonna hear it now <laughs> I was I would be dating these boys whether they were Christian or agnostic whatever and it was when I was in high school and I would be like making out with them grinding mm-hmm. like stuff like that i had, had not had sex. of course and so yeah it was just like horny high school stuff teenagers <laughs> come on teenagers am exactly. i right come on you sounded so old when you said teenagers am i right you might as well have said, <laughs> come on kids <laughs> shut up <laughs> child but seriously though my inner I, grandma is coming out, okay? It came out, yes. <laughs> I was, I didn't feel right going, not just going to church. I was fine going to church. What really pushed me away from the church more than anything was my mom wanted me to altar serve, right? Altar served every, just about every goddamn Sunday from the time that I was eight till I was 18 years old. And the only thing that made me stop was I begged my mom can I please not do this anymore after I went to college? Because mm-hmm. I didn't feel comfortable touching boys. <laughs> I was a girl, so it doesn't sound weird. That sounded like pedophilic. <laughs> I was... Well... You see... Oh, my God. Well, because a, of purity culture. Because yeah. of purity culture, yeah. you probably... Yeah. But I didn't feel comfortable like doing these sexual-ish things... And then going mm-hmm. to church and handling things that were touching the Eucharist and the blood of Christ. Like, it was just like, I cannot wash my hands enough. And I just had this, it, I had this huge, like, conflict, like, this disconnect that was just mm-hmm. driving me crazy. And I would just dread every Sunday. And there would be Sundays where I would show up to church and I wouldn't be on the scheduled altar server. And then they'd be like, we need an altar server. And then I'd be like, fuck, <laughs> I didn't want to serve this weekend. <laughs> This is supposed to be what you're getting <laughs> off. And at some point, it did become a job. Like, soon, I would say around, like, 15, I was like, damn, I don't want to do that. I don't feel comfortable doing this anymore. Like, and I also didn't want to go to confession for it. Oh, and the mm-hmm. other thing that really pushed me out of the church was uh, I was 17 years old. And I sucked my boyfriend's dick at the time. And my mm-hmm. mom found out. And she read my text and she found out. And it was she found out on Saturday. And then on sun, Sunday or she found out Sunday morning before mm-hmm. church. And she made woke up early, read the text on accident, made me go to confession. Made me go <laughs> to confession. And then made made me take the Eucharist. <laughs> Oh, so none of that no. was of my own free will and it sucked because like 
neither party when the dick sucking was commencing was having a good time because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Do we do we ever though? Until you know. Yeah. Right. So we're, I, I didn't we're know told what I was doing, or taught. and I thought it would feel good. I thought I would feel, like, sexy or embodied, and I didn't. And, uh, frankly, my throat hurt the next day, and I was just, like, kind of depressed about it because I felt, hmm, I don't know how to explain how I felt, even still. I felt Not used, that, right? Not used, no, because I said I wanted okay. to do it. But I okay. felt... Like, I had done something wrong, and my boyfriend kept saying that it was purity culture making me feel that way, and I was like, no, it's not my religion that's making me feel bad. It was almost like the fact that I didn't get that feeling of empowerment from it, or mm-hmm. the fact that I didn't get to pleasure him the right way, which also kind of made me feel less sexy. Does that make sense? Hmm. Yes. It... Mm-hmm. It's almost No, like... it makes sense. I'm just... Like, kind of thinking like it's a it's a mix of almost purity culture and i didn't get you i didn't make you happy yeah like so oh my god not necessarily like people pleasing but yeah so it was it was a time yes. and so she made me go to confession she, she said you have to do confession and then have to be first and i had to talk to this priest he was a new priest so i didn't know him that well the priest that had like I had known for like the majority of my life had moved to I think it's Hilton Head, and so um, I had to tell this new priest that I did not know very well. Uh, I had to do the act of contrition. Did not fucking know that shit anymore at that point, and I read it off the little plaque, <sighs> and mm-hmm. then I had to say I am sorry for having had oral sex. And I just felt this, like, air in the room, in the tiny little confessional room, where the priest was just like, like, oh my god, she's an altar server. <laughs> like, like, I don't know, like, I, I cannot explain with words how uncomfortable it was after that. Like, he was so uncomfortable in the room. And, and it really took that situation to a whole nother level because the air in the room just got so fucking thick and it kind of made that situation about him (laughs) rather than about me having done this thing and not in it not Mm -hmm. not right and then he proceeded so i kind of oh i dropped something it's okay i kind (laughs) of miss the way my old priest would do or the priest before him I don't have a priest anymore. <laughs> but the way the old no, priest would No, you do don't. <laughs> confession, you would be like, hey, I... I'm trying to think of something stupid, I confess. I ate popcorn upstairs when my mom told me not to. And I put it in my mouth, and then I ran upstairs, and then I chewed it and swallowed. That's <laughs> literally something I confessed during my first confession. And um, he, he would be like, uh-huh. Okay, two Hail Marys and an Our Father. And I'd be like cool beans but this priest however he he actually on top of making the situation terrible yeah and uncomfortable after all of that he said 
that I had a porn addiction. And looking back on it, Where? I guess he was kind of right, but like it did not connect to anything <laughs> that I had just said. He was like, you're addicted to porn. And so <laughs> just to show you how fucking detached the Catholic Church is from woman, he gave me a book about how to oh, break no. my porn addiction for young men. <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to do with that except laugh. I'm and sorry. So the book was like, it was pretty small. It was about like maybe like a yeah. uh, hundred something pages, right? Right. And I don't remember if the book requires it or requests it or if he said to do it, but somewhere along the line, something told me to read the book three times. I think it was him. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Read the book three times. And after that third time, you'll be all good. <laughs> and so, First of all, this relates to men and yeah. their porn addiction. Yeah. So, so like, of course there's no uh, for women in porn because <laughs> they're the ones doing the fucking. <laughs> well, That's not all well, the Catholic church could conceive of that. They're only the being objectified. They're mm, not watching. Porn. Yeah. Oh, look, mm-hmm. Athens. Mm. Athena. She came to join Hi, us. Baby. She has her two cents. But, yeah, she said that shit was not right. <laughs> but it was just like just the culmination of all of that. And to be honest, it did take me a few months to process because I did read the book twice. And then I was going to read it a third time and I just never fucking did it. And then I went back to like my old Brianna horny ways, ways because I was a horny teenager and I did not, I was not taught how to ow. She's well, too, we were both kind of sexualized uh, at a young age, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off no, about good. Athena clawing at your, just, at your legs. Or making biscuits. She'll, like, sit. No, she was not making biscuits. Sometimes she'll just like, <gasps> sit and then just dig her claws into your thigh. <gasps> <laughs> Athena! Did, like, just holding her little paw, and she went, <laughs> just slow <gasps> as hell, for no reason. Oh, baby girl. She's cute. But what were you saying? We were objectified at a young age. Yes, we were objectified at a young age. So, and that's, you were kind of, my thing was piggybacking off of something you were saying about Mm. how women are seen as objects. Mm -hmm. And that is when I came, not came up with when I said, well, we were both objectified as not just objectified, but sexualized mm-hmm. when we were pretty young. Yeah. So, um, that could that could play into it as well. Mm-hmm. I think. Not well. Not just this. That's not what I want to say. It's. I'm when I say play into it, I mean playing into the notion of. Uh, Catholicism and Christianity seeing women as objects. Yeah, like not equivocal to men. Exactly. If that was. I. So going back to like when I said, yeah, I kind of did have a porn addiction, I was just looking for like sexual pleasure. And it wasn't like. I mean, yeah, I kind of was addicted because like I was like 
horny as fuck. Like same, but I, I don't just... want to talk about <laughs> my thing. Oh my god. I just, it was not porn. It was not oh my porn. God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I I just there was just so many complex issues and throwing a book for men at me was not what I needed. And then on no. top of that, I also when I got home, my mom was like, "Okay, we are going to do this course about like why you should not have sex before marriage with like you're gonna do it with me and she kind of fell off the like wagon with that thank god that was insufferable and she kept asking me about like things i had done like sexual acts i had done and i told her everything off the top of my head and Mm. she was like she like judged me and she saw me differently after that so yeah catholicism just real fucked up (laughs) for a lot of different reasons but I do feel like um, I feel perce- going back to like the question about like being perceived by like the outside in our families like obviously like my my immediate family doesn't really s- understand what I'm doing or condone it but they also aren't in charge of me so it doesn't really matter and then the world for the most part at least in my little neck of the woods over here in charlotte i feel pretty safe like saying i'm a witch because 90 percent of the time the people i'm around will also be either spiritual or witches mm-hmm. so yes what about you <laughs> my uh dad is kind of getting the concept a little a little bit and he's years. well <laughs> I know it was long. he he had a, a he has a friend that is Wiccan and how I broke it to him that I was different uh, was that uh, I dad I'm interested in Wicca Mm -hmm. oh okay I have a Wiccan friend and as long as you don't do anything too dark which by the way I'm wearing all black right now (laughs) and black is my go-to color Mm -hmm. and if you follow me on TikTok you'll notice a in almost all of my videos, I'm wearing black eyeliner and black lip lip gloss. Black is my power color. It's like, really? Have you have you met me? I'm, I'm pretty dark already, buddy. <laughs> but okay. All right. Um, so I was just like, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and, uh, he he definitely took it better than I thought he was going to take it, and um, there's there's been some some learning curve stuff for both of us, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we're both doing all right. And I, for people listening, I live with my dad at the moment, um, and the rest of my family, my mom passed away in 2014. And, um, we can talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and being a death witch and how that worked. Um, I didn't know I was a death witch at the time, but mm-hmm. anyway, she passed away and, um, I tried to turn towards 
Catholicism and religion and just I had also discovered tarot recently and started doing tarot readings for myself and she would interfere with them and uh it was it was just it was really hard around the time that she passed away mm. and I I told her in the end um something that my shrink not shrink my psychologist suggested I say which is mom if you're not going to help can you please not interfere because I need this yeah. for me and she I also said something to her in a dream to make her kind of disappear for a while mm. and um I hit a low and went into my favorite metaphysical store in town and came out of it and sat in the garden for a while and then just felt my mom and saw her and heard her and uh, I was like okay I'm gonna go for a drive and we're gonna talk mm. and she was just like honey you're you're very much right it's not black and white yeah because I believed in heaven I went to heaven but I'm aware of these other things as well and Hecate she's my girl she's my friend she's my homebody um talk with her about stuff and she was just very encouraging and very do what's gonna make you happy I just want you to do I just want you to do what makes you happy mm. and I want you to live your life mm -hmm. so it was just like okay cool so I know that she has my back um, my adoptive family I haven't talked about it yet I grew up with this family down the street and um, they I love them they found Christianity again. Um, they were kind of Christian and then they were kind of not for a while. Mm -hmm. And now they are kind of Christian again. Um, like I said, I, I've not, I've, I've told my grandma that I'm more spiritual than religious. Yeah. And she's okay with that. I don't know how she feels about me being a witch. Mm. So, um, and uh, no one's really said anything about that since I came out on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and I came out on Facebook and Instagram as just being a general witch uh, the day after Mabin 2022. Mm. And I came out to my dad um, a few months earlier. Yeah. My, his side of the family doesn't know, as far as I know. My dead uncles probably know, and one of them probably doesn't care. <laughs> They're like um, grumbling no, brave. No, one of them probably doesn't care. Um, uh, and the other one is probably just like, I just want you to be happy. I love you. Mm. Um, and then on my mom's side of the family, she was the second oldest of seven kids. I have wow. no idea what they think. Mm. Yeah. I have no idea what they think. I haven't told any of them anything really except for one of my aunts. I offered to do tarot for her and she's just like, I'm kind of scared of that. And I was like, okay, we don't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, exactly. So 
So and uh, we moved on. Sorry, that was very long-winded. No, you're good. What, mine was long-winded too. What do you feel like you have learned through the process of some family and people that are supposed to quote-unquote love you and them either rejecting you or accepting you? What have you learned from that? Like, what can you take away? Honestly, like, a lot more people have been accepting. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of people have really surprised me. Like, I came out to a bunch of friends before I came out to family. And, uh, actually, I thought of recommending to a, a friend of ours in ICA last night. You I would recommend Tinder for because I was coming out to people on Tinder. Oh my God. And that is how. Yeah. Um just like right off well I had also recently found Nikki and she was one of her big things is be your authentic self and mm-hmm. tell people what you are up front they can mm-hmm. reject you which goodbye good riddance yeah. or they can accept you and move on mm-hmm. so I was just like okay Tinder's the perfect place to try that let's let's do the thing and uh, it's also how I found the elevator pitch for my first book mm-hmm. so um, which is getting reimagined as we speak. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so no one ironically, except in college one time, no one's really been, no one's really said anything about it. Mm-hmm. No one's really told me, you're going to hell, or any, I've prepared for the worst. Right. I literally prepared for the worst. And, uh, Nick, and I told Nikki all of my fears and told her I'm afraid of having that argument of, I'm not going to hell. I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in the devil. I don't believe in Satan. Um, and she was just like, honey, no one is gonna, (laughs) no one's gonna care probably. (laughs) And the people who do care are going to be really supportive. And the people who like don't care or are hurt or whatever they're not going to talk about it on social media yeah Yeah. so i think (laughs) but i don't think like i feel like that just takes yeah of like arrogance and confidence that i don't think yeah like that's like but then but but then again too i think that's part of why well not the only reason why i've kind of been keeping my distance from family i've also Mm -hmm. been sick yeah and um I'm an introvert anyway and didn't visit them very much anyway, to yeah. be perfectly honest. Yeah. So it's just like, I'm extra not wanting to have one-on-ones with you because of this. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Just, and a lot of friends like were very supportive and very like, oh, I did not know that about you, but okay, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Or oh okay cool you're you're a witch or oh all right you're a witch i don't get that one so much that third one yeah but like they either they're just like don't push that on me and i'm very don't push it on me and i won't push it on you and i've been very fortunate to have people like that in my life where they don't push their stuff on me and i don't push my stuff on them Mm mm-hmm 
So for me, something that I yes. have learned from coming out as a witch and that whole process, for me, it has been <laughs> really like turning inward, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I have to not care what people think like i have to stop people pleasing in order to be Mm -hmm. my full embodied blood witch self because if i care about what people think that's going to infect my manifestations and Mm -hmm. how i present myself to the world so Mm -hmm. i can't do any of that that i like i can't be the old brianna because Mm -hmm. the world that i'm living in won't I won't be able to move her through the world as the old Brianna. Like, I will be stuck. Right. right. So, that's what it taught me. It taught me, like, not only relying on myself, but, like, my opinion is the only opinion that matters of myself. Exactly. And if, even if my mother doesn't accept me, like, mm-hmm. and accept and condone what I do, I accept and condone what I do, and that's all that fucking matters. Yes. Yes. Oh, and you talked about your mom interfering with, like, tarot. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you... You probably didn't notice because your eyes were closed. But while we were in <laughs> um, shadow work, while I was in New Orleans, my mom interrupted. Oh, no. And I was like, I'm doing something important. And she was like, what are you doing? And I was like... Something <sighs> important, Mom. Yeah, like... Oh, that upset me so much. Because Sorry. I know what, no, which she did. Because <laughs> I know if she was like praying, mm. she would have been pissed. I remember when I was a kid, she used to get pissed off at me when I would ask her a question and she was praying. Mm-hmm. And she would like annoy, annoyed, be annoyed and start praying louder to show that she was praying. Like, oh, oh my God. So. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, kitten. Oh, <gasps> Kitten. You know me and cats. That matters. <laughs> she looked at me like I hate you. <laughs> she does look very much like. Damn it, mom! Why are you holding me like this? I'm not a fad. You on the other on the other side of the screen. You can help, right? Yeah. She's oh, like, thank God, help. mom stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Please help. <me. sighs> she's shedding so bad, but I just keep petting her, and I'm just looking at my hands, and they're just really furry. <laughs> Aww. Okay, is there any other things you wanted to talk about? Well, I think we we have a pretty lengthy first episode, so Mm -hmm. why don't we save some things for other episodes? Okay. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. This has been so fun. Um, I wish Athena would put in her two cents. She goes, wow. Like, usually she'll talk. She's shy. Camera shy. She's like she cam- camera and, and microphone shy. She's like, Mom, I just want to put my claws in your thighs right now. Yeah, right? She, That's all I want. Because, like, I will have full-length conversations with Athena, and, and Miranda knows this. Like, I'll be like, Athena, mm-hmm. and she'll go, wow. And I'll go, uh-huh. what are you doing? And she'll be like, wow. <laughs> oh. Yes, okay. yes. I've seen videos of this. My favorite <laughs> was uh, the video of, uh, Athena, what did you do? What did you knock over? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, and she, she even like looked suspicious and then yeah, darted right? away from the room. Did she not look suspicious? <laughs> she like, I did. really thought I looked at her and I was like, she hung her head and looked to the side and went, I was yep. to say nothing. 
Like, yeah. I didn't do yeah. anything. And then she yeah. looked at me, she got some confidence, looked at me dead in my eye, and said, what'd you do? And she said, wow. And I said, are you oh. sure you did nothing? And she went, wow. <laughs> oh, leading with me. So cute. So cute. So cute. I love her. So and I love Hermes, too. Hermes is adorable. I don't know where the hell he is. He's on his little Hermes mm. adventure. He's astral projecting right now, actually. Oh, so okay. Leave him. <laughs> we'll leave him with his astral travel. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> Cute. Okay. Cute. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I'm so excited for where this podcast is going to take us. And thank you so much for supporting. We and will, listening. Yeah. We will make more episodes and stay tuned. Uh... We don't have a date for when the uh, episodes will be coming out recurring, but we'll keep you guys updated. So thank you so much. And yeah, stand by. Yeah. Have a good rest of your day. It's a beautiful day. So bye. It is a beautiful day. (laughs) 